two, one. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome back to the Rant Network. It's noon on Friday, our last rant of the week, and we're going to talk about Bitcoin. Should you be worried, concerned? Our resident expert, Stuart Brisgell, will take us through that momentarily. We'll be back in 10 seconds. seconds. Welcome back, everybody, to the Rant Network. Stuart Brisgell live in Florida. David Solomon here live in Montreal. As we're about to hit uh, weekend, we wanted to change gears a little bit and talk a little bit about something that has been in and out of the news quite a bit, and that is Bitcoin. And Stuart, who has a tremendous background in finance and uh, runs his own shop, we asked him today, say, hey, you know what, Stuart? Why don't we talk about Bitcoin? Because there are people who are just unsure about this thing. So, Stu, take it away. Teach us about Bitcoin and your and your feelings about it. All right, guys. So I am a financial advisor here in the United States, and I have a firm called Cumular Asset Management, uh, where I've got to read a disclaimer. This presentation is not intended investment advice. You should do your own due diligence before buying and selling Bitcoin or any other cryptocurrency or similar asset. We have to give these disclaimers because we're in the U.S. And in Canada, we don't have to terribly worry about that, but thanks anyways. Let's go for uh, it, man. So tell know, us about Bitcoin, bro. So let's give it a bit outline, right? Bitcoin, a brief history, right? It's a slippery slope from Nixon. We're going to talk about uh, Kushin Nakamoto and the logic of decentralizing money. We're going to talk about the need of Bitcoin or is, or sorry, blockchain or the other way around. Positive, negatives, you know, is it a scam? So once you get sort of past that, let's get a brief history, right? And let's take this off. So a brief history is that the barter system was very inefficient, right? Prehistoric times, no money. Ancient times, we use gold and silver, fulfilled key functions of money. Gold and silver is a store of value. It's a medium of exchange. And you can actually count it and touch it, right? Everyone likes silver or gold. I actually literally have a piece of silver, a troy ounce sitting on my desk. All right. In the 1700s, someone had a great idea to create what's called money, paper money, backed by silver and gold. We all know what that is. We used to have a place in Kentucky, right? Called the gold depository. But that's the example of what the pound of sterling was, right? Remember the pound, the British pound, the sterling pound? It was all based off of silver, right? Modern times, right? only partially backed by gold or silver. Uh, for example, 10% of a banknote's outstanding. So in 1971, U.S. Uh, President Nixon to QE took the U.S. dollar that was backed by gold at a fixed rate of 35 an ounce and decided to decentralize it, right? So if the foreign currencies were fixed against the USD. For example, the British, British pound was anchored at two to one, right? August 1971, it's abandoned. Federal Reserve expanded money supply to bolster and boost the economy, right? Now, you're probably wondering, why am I giving such a history lesson about Bitcoin? Because you got to sort of know where it comes from to, to know what it really is all about. You know, up until, and the gold has changed and foreign currencies have changed and everything fluctuates against the U.S. dollar, right? <clears throat> and everyone would love to take out the U.S. dollar because everyone is forced to do around it, right? So in 19, sorry, 2008, uh, there was a desperate need for liquidity. So the US dollar, Canadian dollar, Australian dollar, and British were able to print money, but the EU was not. 
because the European Union currency wasn't set up for them being able to print money, right? So why am I giving that little history lesson? Because a lot of the arguments in Bitcoin are about these very important facts, right? But QE was designed to boost an economy, but it also destabilizes the value of the currency. So the more you print, the less it's worth. Go to Venezuela. They weigh your currency because counting it's impossible. So Nakamoto's argument in 2008 was paper money is unreliable because the central bank government systems can create it out of thin air. And gold is better, but it's less useful in the electronic age. Could you imagine going to a 7-Eleven and a chipping iron and chipping a piece off of or <laughs> clipping a piece off of this Troy out? I don't think so. So digital currency, you know, Bitcoin fulfills this function of money in theory, right? Air quotes for that one. So, you know, we all know what credit cards are. We all know what PayPal is. We all use debit cards. That's electronic money. And all of that data is stored amongst the register of the bank you're using, which is another argument Bitcoiners like to say. All your data is at Wells Fargo, one company server. But if you use Bitcoin, it's in what's called a blockchain. A blockchain, just so you know, is a bunch of computers that have all the same data. Right. So then you have the creation of the anchor, which is Bitcoin, by limiting the total supply to a maximum of 21 million coins. And just so you know, for this conversation, it's important to know that as of last year, there was only 16.8 million coins left. Right. So of the 21 million initial coins, there's only 16 million left. Right. So these Bitcoins were created by being mined electronically, right? So the miners would get paid a small percentage, like a bank fee. Every time you put a check in, the bank gets a fee. So people that were mining got paid. Nakamoto did not want a central bank, a clearinghouse, an authority over Bitcoin. At the same time, he needed to ensure the integrity of the record keeping. And this was achieved by a ledger which is now blockchain. Ledger, blockchain, same thing. It's a ledger just by a different name. Bitcoins are bought and sold electronically. All transactions are publicly available with a quotation. There's an asterisk. Each user has an encrypted public key, right? But his identity is anonymous. Details on every transaction is public. Okay, so I can see plus and minus $1, $2, $3, $4, and it goes to some 26 or 128-bit code. Okay, there's no central controlling authority, right? Very important. So the positives of Bitcoin is concept of Bitcoin makes transactions process very efficient and cuts out all the middlemen. The If you look at your debit card, all those little names on the back, the $2 fee here, the $1 fee here, the transaction fee, the check fee, the foreign currency fee, it removes those fees for the most part. But Stuart, let me ask you a question. And, yep. and we're already halfway through our thing today. One, one thing that is, like you're saying, it's easy to create transactions, but I can't just walk into a 7-Eleven or I can walk into a store and use Bitcoin. I'm, I'm getting there, but that's not, that's not true because you can't. Right. So how, do you, how does one go into a Macy's and pay with Bitcoin? Well, that you can't do yet. 
But again, let me just give some of the negatives. I got to get through the negatives, right? <laughs> Ability to transfer money securely anonymously, right? So to have anonymity, the key users of blockchain and bitcoins are terrorists, drug dealers, sex traffickers, uh, narco terrorists, uh, fraudulent money. I mean, there we is, don't hear, but 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 we don't hear that in the news. What we're hearing, it, we're hearing in the news, is that we got this magic currency that, like you said, for and on for anonymous users. I mean, I find it interesting. You talked about that, but I found that in 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 Nevada, what I found funny was in Nevada that they that the the the, the madams were excited because now they can accept Bitcoin from their from their clientele and maintain that on, anonymity. But I have yet to hear where I can walk into anywhere and use Bitcoin. I mean, so, it's, it so, seems still a little surreal. Right. So continuing on, I'm going to hit that. You're 100% right. <clears throat> but the problem is that you know, is a Bitcoin a store of value and what that value is? So if the price of Bitcoin could swing 30% in a day, it is by definition not a store of value. The volatility makes that impossible, right? You know, bit, if you Bitcoin mining uses a huge amount of electricity, one M per household, right? The number of Bitcoins retail transaction three seconds compared to 56 thousands of a second. So the, the time it takes to actually do a transaction, Bitcoin can be days, but you can pay a fee. Where does that sound familiar? You can pay well, a fee. But, but you know, here we got one of our listeners here who said he that he has a Bitcoin credit card and says he processed one just a couple of weeks ago. So it looks like we've evolved for this. And Stuart, so like right now we're like, we got like five minutes left here in, yep. in today's rant. So I, my, my thing is, is that while you have people who are all excited about this because of the anonymity and the, 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 this, for me, I'm looking at it as someone who is completely ignorant of, of, of the Bitcoin. And I only heard about Bitcoin back in 2013 when it was at $500. And we've seen it now at over $50,000, you know, per coin. I mean, as, as, as someone who, if you're, it sounds to me that if you're risk adverse and you don't care about risk, this is the Wild West on steroids. Oh, you know, I gave an example to my partner who's an actuary fellow. I said, this is equivalent to the California gold rush. You had prospectors <laughs> yeah. who, who did gold, yeah. right? Made yep. a fortune. You have prospectors that were killed because they had gold. And then you had prospectors that found fool's gold. And then finally, you had people that just died. Listen, let's let's talk common sense. There is a man by the name of Hanzak. Everyone knows about the story in 2010. He paid 10,000 Bitcoins worth about 446 million at current value, which now is a billion dollars for two slices of pizza. So <laughs> something in 2010, right, will cost a billion dollars for two pieces of pizza. Don't believe me. Google it. It's a true story. The problem is you cannot have government and Bitcoin surviving at the same time. But but let me let me let me throw let me let me ask it's you this impossible. question. Let me ask you, and I got another comment here from a friend of, friend of ours who was over in Israel. He goes, "You may buy bitcoins for not paying to someone. It is a way to do uh, you know a way to do some money from the exchange rate. No, by the law, you need to declare for any exchange revenue, but it's still worth it." He says, um, 
you know, he, he, he sees like there's a value of the, from the exchange rate, but let me, let me, let me just, you know, like it's a question of really avo- avoiding exchange rates, which I think that is a big thing. Like we, we have, we're dealing with a global exchange rate, which is exceptionally volatile. So if I have Bitcoin, wouldn't there in theory be a certain stability behind it? Nope. I mean, none. Do you know what guys, I look at it like this, you know, does anyone remember? And again, I'm going to date myself, cabbage patch kids. Yep. Mothers and fathers are punching their, their 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 fellow brothers and sisters out to get these Cabbage Patch Kids. Can you tell me where your Cabbage Patch Kids are? Now, I know people like baseball cards, but these are tangible objects. I can take this Troy ounce or I can go on my back wall and grab a Lego collector set and I can put it in my hand, right? I can touch it. Here's the problem. You get all your Bitcoins. I have a friend who lost $21 million. He was in London. He had a laptop. His computer died. He took the hard drive, threw the laptop in the garbage, came back to America. All of his codes were lost. So in one oops, everything is gone. This is the scariest thing in the world. If you buy a million dollars of Bitcoin and you want to play, in one second, it's all gone by one mistake. So here's the here's the thing, though. Okay, so like not all of us have like necessarily going to get a million dollars of the Bitcoin, but if I just want, let's say, a thousand dollars worth of Bitcoin, yeah. just to, just to play, you buy. It's, well, today, if you got to first look at what's the price of Bitcoin, right? So Bitcoin today, right? Is currently trading at $53,434. So there's an ETF in Canada that you can buy. But as money as there are different Bitcoins, there's so much fraud in these other other coins that came out that's been proven. So you're going to buy the gold standard. You're going to buy Bitcoin. $53,000. I mean, look at the five-year chart. It didn't exist. You know, in 2020, it was $8,000. 2021 is fifty eight thousand dollars now. But is this? A, but are you telling? Like, hold on a second. But like, these are. I mean, there is, of course, the whole supply and demand thing, where people are just, you know, it, the, the more demand, obviously, and less the supply, the higher the prices are going to be. Is this artificial, or is this yes. almost like, or is this like a dot com bubble in your mind that's about to blow up in our faces? Listen, do, do- I don't know if it's a dot com bubble. No one knew it was a dot com bubble until it was long after it happened. Economists like to talk about things like they knew it all, but it, they didn't see it happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- there's a very important economist of our time named Brian, uh, uh, Peter Borish, good friend of mine, lit in Wall Street. Uh, he's turtle. The the guy is on. Bloomberg, uh, CNBC every day of the week. You know, only an economist can tell you how it happened, right? But if you got hit by a car, anyone can tell you how it happened. You know, this Bitcoin craze is the, the California gold rush using electronics. The problem is you always had a piece of silver and gold. If you're in Utah, it's silver. In in California, it was gold. Well, you were I gotta- able to touch it. I got to tell you, Stuart, you, you know, you, you express that. And I think that today in our digital world where people are going to less to cash and more to digital transactions, there might be a better comfort for certain people. And by the way, my, my friend who actually works, he works for uh, an Israeli bank. He finally puts in the comments, he goes, you have the option, by the way, to back up your wallet online or offline from a digital device like a phone, laptop, or even a secure SD card. So you don't necessarily lose it off the hard yeah, drive. But, but, but what happens? But, but, hang, but, on, hang on, hang on, hang on, stop. An electromagnetic pulse just goes right by but, you. And- 
but but it's the same but it's the same thing like every like i think oh, that but the, i have it but, backed up in 20 different ways yeah but, but the bottom line is backups we all know if you're on a computer they're gone okay. you know you're paying wells fargo <laughs> to have backup upon backup on backup on backup and it's federally insured now how do you want the government to federally insure something you're not paying taxes on there's no doubt about it. And I think that on that note, Stuart, I think that you, we've got that this this can go on and on and on. And we just wanted to kind of scrape the surface on Bitcoin because so it's one of those things. Give, I need to give a conclusion. Uh, okay, so go ahead. As a financial advisor, I got to do I got to do it. Guys, our firm is not giving a recommendation to buy any coin of any kind. Uh, even though Morgan Stanley's accepting it, we are telling people it's not a recommendation. The net worth of an individual who buys a $53,000 piece of paper, they've got to have, oh, the, John yeah, Fidel no, says- No, no, John, we'll get, we'll oh. get we'll, we're, you're going to have to talk to us offline one of these days. No worries. But guys, yeah. listen, you, Stuart, who- Not who a recommendation own, today. Stuart is who's gonna not hate a recommendation me. today. You're That's gonna, fine. You're going to hate me. And Again, you know what? You're going to make a lot of money. <laughs> You'll make a ton of money. And you're going to hate me because you didn't do it. Look, but when you lose that money, you're going to say there was this guy on the rant network that said, I just shouldn't do it. And if you can come back to me and say, here's a billion dollars, I'm the happiest guy in the world for you. I'm guys, never disappointed when people make money, but you got to be logical. Can guys, you take a match and throw it in the garbage? <laughs> hey, listen, we've heard of places like Enron and Briex where we've had these inflate, inflated things and all of a sudden it had all imploded. On that note, Stuart, really appreciate the, the lesson. I, I I learned a lot more than I knew about Bitcoin. I thank you very I, much. I, Folks, I, I don't I think I think we need a 45 minute rant because <laughs> I, I just bear I just blew by everything. And well, I've got a whole deck I prepared to go over. But to be honest with you, everyone, Bitcoin isn't simple. Those who make it sound simple, beware. Yes, you can make money trading baseball cards. David and I did when we were kids. And I'm telling you from the bottom of my heart, if you're making money at it, good. Save for the bad day because there is a bad day with everything. Folks, listen, on, on that note, listen, there's, 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 uh, we're, we're getting hammered here. I love it. Uh, for these comments, we thank you very, very much. We're going to respond to them all. Um, it is actually an interesting idea that Stuart brought up that if we are, if there's enough interest, we'll absolutely create a different, a different type of rant and a little bit of ability, more ability, excuse me, to talk about Bitcoin. But we said we would limit ourselves to 15 minutes on all of our rants. So thank you, Stuart, very much for really bringing us up to date on this really hot topic that is just confusing and scaring people all at the same time no rant on monday guys we're taking yep. the day off that's we're right try and double doze you tuesday and wednesday what do you think dave i think we're going to try to go to double we're going to try to go in for tuesday yeah monday we're going to be off folks look on facebook.com for our upcoming subjects we are love when we get your feedback what we about our, you what about our website www.therantnetwork.com if you've missed any of our rants, you can go back there. You can take a look at our archives, see what we've done. Please send us your comments at rantoftherantnetwork.com or feel free to drop us a note and, and a message on our Facebook page. We are expanding, folks. We are growing. Uh, we have people now, right now, in about five or six different countries from what I can tell really, really quickly who are watching this rant. So share this with your friends. If this interests you, agree, disagree, whatever, yeah. we want to hear from you. Stuart, have yourself a wonderful weekend, everybody. You too, Take man. Care. Listen, this and was great. Well. This was great. I'll see you offline.